You're listening to ACT's Third Stage. Enjoy the show. All right, hi everybody. Thanks for listening. You're with the Third Stage Podcast with Sam and Jed. And we're here today to talk about Othello, the newest show coming up in December at Abilene Community Theater. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have one of the cast members with us, uh, Verity Pryor Harden. Hello. I, I sat here to indicate her to the audience as if the audience could see me doing this. Like, if you can feel those right waves, here. if you can hear can the see? waves of Jed's hand, they sound exactly yes. like him waving. So I'm going to make sure to accent those later on. But anyway, yes, if you can put in a sound effect. So, Verity, thanks for being here with us today. And you play uh, Desdemona, right? Yes, I play Desdemona, and it's a pleasure to be chatting with you today. Perfecto. So, tell us a little about Desdemona. Desdemona is Othello's wife. So we find out at the beginning of the play that Desdemona and Othello have eloped Mm. um, before the play began. Shakespeare loves to do that. He likes to (laughs) throw you into a situation and just assume that you know everything that's going on. Shakespeare is very in media res. Yes, in media res. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, good word. Um, I went to college. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so so it's very important, especially in the first three acts, honestly for the entire first half of the play to really listen because you'll learn a lot about the characters and what they believe and what's been happening behind the scenes, so to speak, before the play even began. So I learn a lot about Desdemona from reading what the other characters say about her, so what her father says about her, what Othello says about her, what some of the other soldiers say about her. Uh, You find out a lot about your character that way. So Shakespeare has given me as an actor a really great tool um, And also for the director and for everyone else involved, this amazing tool of so many given circumstances, which in theater speak, yeah, yeah, which in theater speak is exactly with knowing the given circumstances. So understanding what's going on in the world as this story is unfolding. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about Desdemona. (laughs) Do you want to say a little bit about the show itself, about what? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, like the plot. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a brief summary. Brief like, summary. yeah. What, what, what is Othello about? We know, obviously, you play Othello's wife. Othello's mm-hmm. married. So, uh, what, what is the? Sure. So, the story of Othello is is a story of jealousy, and um, I feel that uh, ACT and Ginger's decision to produce this play is really, really timely. Um, so Othello is about, uh, Othello is the general of the Venetian army. Um, this is way back in the Renaissance, and uh, Ginger made the decision to cast Othello, which is typically played by a black man because he is a Moor, um, so in that time, Moors came from Africa, mm-hmm. and he is the general of the Venetian army, which, especially in that time, would be unique and Ginger's taken it even a step further and cast a woman Kayla Weinkoff Hein Weinkoff Weinkoff yes Ginger has taken it a step further and cast Kayla Weinkoff as Othello um, yeah I was so, really excited to see that cast oh my gosh. Oh, this is going to be such a yeah. neat take on yeah, it. yeah so, such an interesting and like concept and like you said so timely too so it's really so nice timely. To, and to see it brought to the forefront especially such a classic tale to be taken to this level absolutely really cool. absolutely and, and the whole the way the story unfolds is that you know Othello is um, a, a Moorish general. He has been, she, in her case, right. has been trusted to lead the Venetian army in their conquest of, I think it's Turkey um, mm-hmm. in the play. They're taking over the Turks. And um, so and so it's particularly unique in that we have a woman who is leading this army. And um, what happens is she 
before we the, before the play starts, she um, <laughs> of course you you never play. see always, it happen. Shakespeare um, is all about aftermath. <laughs> all about it. It's yeah. all about it. Um, she she promotes a character named Michael Cassio, who is played by Joshua Cook, who is one of my dearest friends. Who went on to invent uh, keyboards later on in life. It, <laughs> Joshua Cook did? No, Cassio. No, Cassio. Cassio. Also <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't know he like jumped in the future and started no, inventing this. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's one of the the fortunate few who gets to survive right. uh, at the end yeah, of this yeah. play. So he So did. this is not one of the comedies then. No. <laughs> it is not. Um, Othello is a tragedy and and the reason it's important to know that Cassio is promoted is because it makes this dude named Iago really angry. And Iago, uh, played by Mitchell, whatever his last name is. <laughs> well, I did that in with one of our voices. Well, with the yeah. Mitchell, played yeah. by uh, my friend Mitchell. Um, and he... Let me Facebook that real quick. I think it's Mitchell. Yeah, um, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> you can keep talking. This yeah. can take a minute or two. Uh, played by Mitchell. Um, and so Iago goes, and he really begins to poison the mind of Othello to, and talks to him and makes him believe that um, Desdemona is unfaithful, that you know nobody likes him, and Othello believes it. And so rather than listen to the other people around him or ask other people their opinion or even, you know, talk to her wife, Desdemona, right. to find out the truth. Um, that Othello, way too easy. <laughs> way too easy, right? Um, Othello chooses to believe Iago, and the play goes the way it goes, and it is a tragic story, and you'll have to come see it and find out, you know, what happens. Does Othello see the light? Iago, who incidentally becomes a parrot later on in life. Yes, Kara, and he is in this <laughs> he amazing tale of Aladdin. He goes yeah. to Arabia. Stars in a very yeah. famous Disney flick. <laughs> Which they're remaking again, because that's their thing now. Yeah, that's <laughs> their thing, the live action. Yeah. I haven't seen so, Othello since I think I watched the Lawrence Fishburne version back in high school. I've never seen it. It's good. I've never, ever seen it. It's, it's on my really, list. I need to watch. Well, it's got Lawrence Fishburne, so you can't go wrong with Ugh, that. Right? I like that guy. I was trying to think, it's like, surely he's been in something that's bad. Surely you can go wrong with him somewhere, but I don't know. You can maybe make the argument for uh, Event Horizon, but Event Horizon oh, I like Event Horizon I know, a lot. So. It's, it's a great movie, but... Uh, also a tragedy. Uh, let's in see. In its own way. Um, so, Mitchell Bradford. Mitchell, Mitchell Bradford. Bradford. Mitchell Bradford, Iago... Who later dons some feathers and becomes a famous parrot. I assume that Mitchell is not using the Gilbert Gottfried voice, though, for uh, mm. for his Iago. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Okay. <laughs> Fair he enough. sounds uh, he sounds like Mitchell acting. Okay, so. right. He's, he's, he's going to put on his Beth Kenneth Branagh impression. Right. He, he played it, Iago in the Lawrence Fishburne version. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, so I mean, you were saying talking about how uh, timely Othello is to be performed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even before we do the gender swapping of the main character, it's timely because of it dealing with issues of race and jealousy. And um, I guess, yeah, basically I want to expound on, on the well, ways even that Othello plots, is. I mean, even like the underlying secret conspiracy plots behind it all is pretty timely too. Because yeah. you've got what's going on in the news, politically, whatever. It just seems like the conspiracy Theories have been brought to the forefront. You take a look at Othello and everything that goes into this story, and it's just you've got race, you've got conspiracies, you've got jealousy, you've got or even just love, like love tragedy. I mean, the, yeah, the, the the very simple idea that you mentioned that this uh, a lot of this could be averted if he had just talked to Desdemona mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, and open like dialogue. to this day, it's like open yeah, dialogue. If we just, it's such a simple concept. Yes, if you know, if Othello, <laughs> Othello, because it's. 
And Iago is a truly vicious villain in that he, Iago has many, many speeches to the audience where, wherein he's unfolding his plot to ultimately undo Othello. So he talks to the audience, like I say, listen, because right. you'll learn a lot about what's going on if you listen. Um, and hopefully, and I know that we are working our heinies off to be interpreting the text in a way that it is easily understood um, um, by audiences who may not be as familiar with the language. But but Iago knows that he can undo Othello because he says to the audience, Othello is a very trusting person. Um, and Othello easily trusts people. And you learn of Othello's character that she is ve- trusting of everyone right off the bat until you do something wrong. And then you are completely you know, stricken. You see that with Cassio and yeah. particularly with her relationship with Desdemona because you watch her kind of battle and go back and forth and think oh no like, like Desdemona could could never be unfaithful she's mm-hmm. she's way too good of a person to do that and then Iago just continues to dig and say but what if I told you that I saw Desdemona with another person mm-hmm. what if I told you that Desdemona gave away this this gift that you gave her to someone else like what if what if I could show you these things and Othello says well if you can show it to me then I will believe it so even though it is completely untrue. Yeah, these conspiracies, it's completely it untrue. Of, yeah, it closes the hand of trust on circumstantial evidence. Yes. It ruins a lot of relationships. It ruins so many yeah. relationships and it's really mm-hmm. horrible to see and another reason of the timeliness is um, believing women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because Othello believes, and I find it particularly interesting uh, with the choice of casting Othello as a woman, because she does believe the man over the woman. Mm-hmm. And I find that really, really interesting to explore. And we've been having conversations about it, and I just, I get so angry when I, when Iago and Othello are on stage together, and Iago is saying these lines, you know, about mm-hmm. how Desdemona's, you know, trash, and she is a total whore, and it's really heartbreaking to listen to that adds such a, a rich dynamic especially nowadays oh I mean, my gosh, you wouldn't yes. get that I mean you wouldn't even get that 10 years ago no you know, five years ago and then now it's <laughs> it's just yeah and now it's and and I feel that um, particularly with people who are um, very vocal about the me too movement if they do come mm-hmm. um, if they do come and see this play I think they'll really be able to find these things mm-hmm. right because yeah. you know Desdemona's like I didn't I didn't give it away I lost this thing why won't you listen to me why won't you believe me yeah. and ultimately it does undo her and it's it's so heartbreaking um, oh and the uh, and the and the choice to cast Othello, I believe, I cannot speak for Ginger Vincent, our director's um, intention uh, of casting Othello as a woman, but I believe that then the violence that Othello enacts against Desdemona is not just about um, a black man hurting a white woman. Mm-hmm. It's about it's all about the emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. And to see, you know, violence against women on stage is really tough, but mm-hmm. it's not instead of just being a man taking out vi- violence, a stronger man taking out violence against a weaker woman, it, we are too we are very equal on stage. In fact, yeah. I'm taller than Kayla is. Mm, yeah. So so how can we then play up that dynamic of, you know, wife especially, and wife? especially violence over jealousy too in a domestic yeah. in a domestic in a domestic violence, violence situation. Way. That's yeah. an even Another layer on top of all this stuff. Yes. So we've got racial, domestic, and <laughs> you know, gender violence. Yeah. All, yeah. all explored 
on stage. I mean, on stage. We, you guys get to do in this. a play that's four hundred years old. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like four yeah. centuries, and it's, it's still relevant. Yeah, you know, and all around the Christmas season. So, yeah. so <laughs> spread some fun holiday cheer. Family fun. <laughs> It's, yeah, I keep making that joke stuff, of, you know? you know, we're just doing this happy little play for Christmas. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that this is the first time in a few years that we haven't done a, a like a, a Christmas theme. I mean, last year, yeah. She Loves Me She loves me isn't necessarily a Christmas show. Oh, I like, think it is. A, well, it happens around Christmas. It it's, does. Yeah. It's, a, it's a love story. But it seems like traditionally it's always been feel good shows it's, around. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's, a Christmas, it's a Christmas uh, play in the same way that like like it's a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. She loves me. She but, loves me. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so but, this, oh, is, this is the first time we've really branched off and it's like we're not really doing any kind of a no specifically holiday, holiday yeah, not show. Really, uh, yeah. Not really holiday themed or no, no there weren't not any... exactly family friendly. <laughs> and not yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. So and on that front, do you think that there um, would you recommend some kind of caution with bringing youths to this show? Would you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, parents, if you're considering seeing the show, you know your child best. You know what they can handle. Right. Um, but I know we are doing a matinee performance for um, high school students because high school students begin to study Shakespeare's works yeah. in high school. So I definitely think I would rate this play PG-13 and up. Like a hard um, PG-13? Hard okay. PG-13. Um, yeah, but of course, you know your child best. Mm-hmm. And um, if they are... Uh, if they like to read and they love poetry, I think this would be a really great play because there is the the language in it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really really stunning speeches and, and images within the text. Um, if you're a nerd like me and you like that stuff, mm-hmm. um, but yes, I would definitely rate this play uh, PG thirteen. Um, but you know your child best, sure, and if you think they can handle it, by all means. And it's um, and we I think we handle. Things like violence, because there's there's sword fighting. It's so exciting. Right. There's swords. Sword there's it's sword fighting. It's Elizabethan plays. You gotta have sword fighting. Yeah. And death. It's so and fun. Like the, yeah. the, the the most the most potentially distressing violence in the show, I think, would be the the domestic. I think violence those are gonna be yeah. those, those are the ones that are gonna be hard to watch because I mean, yeah. stage sword fighting. You you know death is gonna happen. And you yeah. know it's gonna be kind of like. And that, but that's just like swashbuckling. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a lighthearted yeah. art kind yeah, of death. But seeing, but it's but always seeing. harder to watch that that jealousy, that deep heated, yeah, love turned. Violent. Yes. It's, it's disturbing. Yes, it is disturbing. And Kayla, because Kayla and I have such a deep friendship before this process, we've we've had discussions where, you know, it's it's hard for her as Kayla to take on this violence. Sure. Right. Um and but for me as Desdemona, we I as an actress, I know it's not real. You know, she's right. not Kayla is not actually <laughs> sure. mad at me, um, and we are, even though we do care about each other, we're not actually in love, right. you know, these two women. Yeah, yeah. It still makes it hard to... It, it's so it, tough. It's that the division becomes real thin yeah. and real malleable yeah. when you start working but I with think, someone you know. I think we handle it, because Kayla and I, in the beginning, were so uncomfortable with the notion of violence, mm-hmm. um, with having to act it out on stage. It was so hard for us, because we're not... Mm-hmm violent people, you sure. know, and I could never imagine a circumstance in which I would be jealous or angry enough with another woman yeah. to physically slap her. Yeah. But I think we handle we handle the violence that is called for in the telling of the story really elegantly. I don't mm-hmm. think it's too much. I think it 
it's it's unfortunate and I wish that it didn't have to happen but yeah. the story wouldn't be the story if we didn't have this unfortunate depiction of violence yeah. Yeah. and if you didn't stay truthful to it yeah. you know, if you tried to sugarcoat it if you tried to undercut it it would not have the same impact absolutely and there's, yeah there's the there's the one aspect that if, if it is upsetting to watch that on a surface level that means you, you two are doing your job correctly yes. yeah. but, but also that because of what it is it needs to be upsetting like, yeah <laughs> you shouldn't you yeah. shouldn't be okay with seeing two romantic partners hurting each other yeah, right that exactly. shouldn't be okay to watch yeah, that, um, that, 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 that's yeah to call attention to what it is and to what the problem is exactly. it needs to be upsetting because yeah. it is upsetting yeah <laughs> exactly bad. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so yeah especially after it comes from a long undoing you know yeah. it's mm-hmm. not a sudden thing it's it's inevitable yeah, and that, and that drives that's a common thread among the tragedy of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the common another common thread among Shakespeare is seeing inevitable tragedy. It's not surprising. It's just no. yeah, slow, watching it's this train wreck inevitable. happen over yeah. the course of two hours and knowing yes. that this knowing train that is that going, going to go to off hit. the rails. Yes, and, and you're like, why don't you just listen? Because yeah. like you see, okay, so a slap in Act Three. Ooh, that's a little weird. But then, oh my gosh, no! Now we have like a hair pull over here, and yeah. now we have like. You know, yeah. we have more violence happening over here, and it, and so it's kind of slow, and then ultimately, the it's violence slow, moves up to that slow ache of you feel powerless as an audience member to just tell these idiots to open to your just eyes, to yeah. Each other. <laughs> yeah, just listen to each other, just like okay, the boys, okay, the boys are sword fighting in Act Two, but now, ooh, we're actually stabbing people yeah, later right. on, it's, yeah, yeah. So it's not just all of a sudden the swords come out and people start no. dying. It's there's you see the yeah. the weapons are present on stage all the time. I mean, these people are. Soldiers, yeah. right? They have their knives, they have their weapons with them all the time, and then it's so interesting to see them then take their weapons out on against one another, because mm, yeah. um, you never see them in battle. Like Othello just shows up and said, "We beat the Turks," and we're yeah. like, "Yay!" And then everybody kills each other. Right? It's very weird. Watch it all fall apart. From the, yeah. Watch it all fall apart. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Man, we cover a lot with this today. I hope everyone gets a chance to see this. I think tickets go on sale this week for it. No, uh, not no. quite. Well, let me pull out my calendar. We can. Can we this, this week? Calendar. Well, it's I, it's um, the play opens on the seventh, so it'll be the Monday before that. But I'm gonna pull out oh, my okay. calendar. Sorry. All right, Othello opens on December seventh, runs through the eighth and ninth, and again the following weekend, the fourteenth through sixteenth. Those Friday and Saturday shows will be at 7.30. The two Sunday shows will be 2 p.m. matinees. And tickets will go on sale Monday, December 3rd. And that's when they'll be on sale. You'll be able to get them at abilenecommunitytheater.org. And um, once they go on sale, you'll be able to call the box office at 673-6271. And there will be a volunteer there to take your order if you want to do it that way. Deal. Yes. Awesome. Who's sponsoring the show this time around? Do I don't think one. No. Oh, okay. I don't think we have one. I was going to give think, a shout out, but... Oh, yeah. uh, or well... <clears throat> actually, I think... Um, again, Hendrick Home Health um, sponsored on some level. I don't know if they... I know they didn't sponsor on a high enough level to get on the poster, but they at least passed Ginger a little bit of money to fund part of it. Oh, okay. They're a sponsor, sponsor on some level. So we could say, yes, thanks to Hendrick's Home... Hendrick Home Health for. Thanks to Hendrick Home Health for <laughs> providing support to this show. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Verity, thanks for being here thank with us. And, uh, thank, thank you, you for so providing much. us with your insight. Oh, yes, thank you so very much. Insight, so thanks, very much. <laughs> thanks. thanks, everybody. See y'all later. Bye.